So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Introducing the s Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Hey, Would you call me? Flatnut. You know who you're talking to? Yeah, you. Stand up. Oh, my God. There goes Peter. It's Mr. Flatnut for you. Yeah. The chosen one. Yo, yo. What is up, everybody? It is your boy Jay, back at you. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, ladies. Welcome, gentlemen. Slap nuts of all ages. <laughs> Welcome to the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 28. I am Jay, once again, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. This is episode number 28. This is technically a elimination chamber preview show elimination chamber is this sunday on the wwe network um it it, it, we are literally on the road to wrestlemania it started with the previous pay-per-view that took place a couple weeks back with the royal rumble um i'm gonna very briefly get into the royal rumble i'm not gonna really talk about it that much i'm gonna just get into the gist of what i like what i didn't like um of course it had the very first women's royal rumble to main event the show um it also had the men's royal rumble which was won by shinsuke nakamura and the women's royal rumble which was won by asuka um nxt takeover happened the night before which was a good show very good show um obviously nxt always delivers when it comes to the takeover shows i never really have a complaint um the only thing i would complain about with the nxt takeover show the matches were great except for me the match between the velveteen dream and uh cassius ono was a little sloppy but besides that man i can't really nitpick i can't really take too much away from uh the show that NXT put on, it, it's been really good. It was really good. Um, uh, real quick, like I said, the gist of this show is going to be uh, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, I'm going to get into Monday Night Raw that took place this past Monday. Um, the announcement that, uh, <laughs> obviously, if you guys hear the beginning of this show, you guys pretty much know what I'm about to say. The announcement of the newest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame of the class of 2018. Um, So far, we have Bill Goldberg, which I'm sure he'll be the headliner. Um, You have the Dudley Boys. 
you have Ivory for the women, and um, you have Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff freaking Jarrett. Now, this is going to be something that I'm going to get into uh, prior to, probably to close the show. I'll, I'll close off with Jeff because that should be uh, very interesting <laughs> um, because it, it, it's been a love-hate relationship between the WWE and Jeff Jarrett, mostly hate. <laughs> If you want to talk about, uh, you know, the way Vince McMahon felt about Jeff Jarrett uh, throughout the years and the way Jeff Jarrett being the owner of TNA and all this other stuff. But once again, not to get too too ahead of myself, I'm, I'll talk about Jeff Jarrett later, but I'll get into Monday Night Raw. I'll give my predictions on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, I'll get into my next edition of Jay's Pay-Per-View Rewind, which I'll talk about Um it is No Way Out, uh, 1998, No Way Out of Texas, brought to you by WWE, going up against Super Brawl, uh, 1998, brought to you by WCW. So I'm going to get into that. Um, I'm actually going to an indie show this weekend, which is going to be pretty cool. I'm going to look up the the show on that one um, and talk, give everybody a update on that show. Um and yeah, man, I, I I got some big plans for this show, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, very soon I'll actually uh, I, I'll save that announcement for the end of the show. Um, let's just say I got some I got some plans <laughs> that I'm looking forward to um, when it comes to the show, and uh, you know it's gonna be cool. You know what I mean? So once again, uh, piggybacking on what I was talking about in terms of the Royal Rumble. Um, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself was, uh, pretty interesting. It was pretty cool. But for me, the, the placement of the matches was kind of off for me. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of weird and it kind of took the, not kind of, it did. It took the crowd out of it for the most part. Um, it started off on a high note with AJ Styles defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to retain the WWE title. Um, then I would say probably two or three matches in was the men was the men's Royal Rumble match. I was like, "What?" It's like eight thirty at night, and the Royal Rumble's already going, which is which is weird. You know, I mean, I knew I figured they were gonna make the women's Royal Rumble the main event, which I didn't have a problem with because you know obviously it was gonna be the first women's Royal Rumble ever. You know what I mean? So you know, uh, obviously they were gonna do that, and I don't have a problem with it. But um, at least have the men's Royal Rumble before the women's Royal Rumble, unless they didn't want to have two Royal Rumbles back to back. But in terms of the placement of the men's Royal Rumble match itself, it kind of took the air out of everyone when a couple of matches later, you have Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Universal title against Braun Strowman and Kane in a match that a lot of people didn't really care about. So, you know, like I said, just the placement of the matches was a little off. It wasn't a bad pay-per-view per se but it wasn't a great one either i thought the two royal rumble matches delivered um in terms of nostalgia in terms of special uh uh entries in terms of the men's royal rumble uh you had uh hurricane helms uh adam cole uh ray mysterio who looked freaking fantastic um for which he's gonna be wrestling jushin thunder liger and the next time new japan pro wrestling comes to the u.s so that should be pretty cool everybody look out for that i'm sure it's gonna be on uh their on-demand service new japan world so uh look for that one that one's gonna be pretty cool um 
I'm trying to think, because uh, I'm going off of the dome. I don't really have the, the results in front of me. I'm trying to go on memory. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, at the end of the night, at the end of the Rumble, you had Reigns and Nakamura as the last two. And I was like, please, don't let Roman Reigns. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they gave the win to Nakamura. He caught him with a Kinshasa and then threw him over the top. Um, and the Women's Royal Rumble, I had a lot of fun with. It was really cool. Um, I could have did without Stephanie McMahon being a commentator for it. But other than that, the Women's Royal Rumble, I feel like, delivered. It was really cool. Um, all the nostalgia acts that came out during that Rumble, uh, you know, Molly Holly, uh, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Lita, um, Tori Wilson, um, uh, Trish Stratus, Beth Phoenix. Um, a, a lot of those girls who came out put on a really good show. Lita put on a great performance. Trish put on a, a good performance. Um, a, a lot of those girls did very good in that Royal Rumble. Um, and a lot of them, maybe not a full-time schedule, but a, a one-off here and there, would probably have a great match. Um so it, it the final uh oh you know Brie Bella Nikki Bella they they were all in there um <clears throat> can't can't forget the Bella twins right <laughs> so um the final two it was Nikki Bella who eliminated her own her own sister uh, surprise surprise um it was between Nikki Bella and Asuka were the last two and of course we knew where we were going there Nikki Bella wasn't gonna win this Royal Rumble so uh. Asuka won the Rumble, getting rid of Nikki, and um, uh, they did this thing earlier with Nakamura, where after he won the Rumble, they asked him who he wanted to face, and he chose AJ Styles, so for the time being, until Fastlane, I want to say, it was the SmackDown pay-per-view, um, so far as it goes, it is Shinsuke Nakamura challenging AJ Styles for the WWE title at WrestleMania, which will be sweet. But knowing WWE, I mean, I, I, I foresee them keeping that match. But AJ Styles is defending his WWE title against multiple people at Fastlane. And to really be a, a swift kick in the nuts, they would take that title off of AJ before Mania. But I don't think it's going to happen. But um, so as it, as it stands right now, we have Nakamura and AJ at WrestleMania for the WWE title, which is pretty cool. Um, So, yeah. So, uh. So we have Asuka in the ring. Renee Young is asking her who she wants to fight. Charlotte and Alexa Bliss is in the ring next to Asuka waiting for her response. And then all of a sudden you hear uh, Joan Jett. I don't give a damn about my reputation. All of a sudden here comes Ronda Rousey who everybody was kind of hoping would show up. But she kind of threw it out there that she wasn't going to be there. And she showed up to a standing ovation the crowd went nuts she comes out she all she does is uh she pointed at the wrestlemania sign like 15 times she was wearing rowdy rowdy piper's jacket which looked tremendously big on her but um it was cool to see and she will be signing her wwe raw contract during the elimination chamber pay-per-view um so they're using that as a as a you know, a, a, a thing to, to, to push the pay-per-view. Um, so with that being said, the Royal Rumble was pretty cool. Let, go, going back to NXT real quick, they showed a bunch of guys that they signed in the crowd. They showed War Machine. 
They showed uh, Ricochet. They showed EC3. Um, you know, they're bringing in a lot of big big names from the indies and, and TNA and all that stuff. So, you know, NXT is looking up. You know what I mean? It's definitely looking up. Um, Adam Cole had a great match with Aleister Black. Um, Andrade Cien Almas defended the, the NXT title against Johnny Gargano in one of the best, probably the best match of the year so far. I mean, the year just started, but that match is without a doubt. I'll put that up against any of the top matches from last year. No doubt about it. They had an awesome match. <clears throat> Candice LeRae got involved with Selena Vega, which, uh, you know, I see that as a future you know, probably mixed tag if they haven't done it already. I haven't watched NXT since then, to be honest with you. I've probably seen one episode. But uh, I know they're working toward uh, NXT TakeOver New Orleans, which is probably going to be the night before WrestleMania, and it's going to be a, probably a fantastic show. So I know they got a lot of good plans coming up for that, especially with the return of Tommaso Ciampa. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the road to WrestleMania is, uh, is pretty much on a decent decent start and uh you know it's looking pretty good with the next stop being this sunday at elimination chamber <clears throat> so um with that being said let's head over to monday night raw from this past monday um let me see i got the and this was a pretty cool show for the mere fact that it was uh kind of different because um, it started off with a gauntlet with the five guy with the seven guys who are going to be in the elimination chamber match. Um, Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns and John Cena back to back um, to 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 keep on going in the gauntlet. And the dude freaking wrestled for over an hour, over an hour, which which is always impressive when you have somebody do that. But he had the longest match. I believe in Monday Night Raw history for the most part. And the dude, the dude's just on another level, man. Seth Rollins. I feel Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are probably the two best wrestlers either in the world, but definitely in WWE. Um, so any in any event, uh Braun Strowman won the gauntlet match. Um, I believe the last guy he wrestled was the Miz. And he beat him. Um let's see. Uh Nia Jax attacked Oscar from behind, and obviously, uh, Nia Jax is going to be wrestling Oscar at the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Um, let's see, uh, Titus Worldwide defeated The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, it hasn't been announced, but I'm pretty sure, um, uh, I'm pretty sure this tag team title match is probably going to be on the pre show. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't really see nothing, uh, nothing to really talk about. I mean, it's not like Titus Worldwide is going to win the tag team titles. Um, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mickey James defeated Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. Um, and at the end of the match, it showed uh, Mickey James and and Alexa Bliss reunited their little uh, uh, their little uh, team that they had while they were on SmackDown Live. So, I guess to you know have each other's back during the Elimination Chamber, and I could say later on maybe uh, Alexa Bliss will probably turn on Mickey James again. <coughs> so that was Monday Night Raw. That gauntlet match pretty much took up most of the show, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a great it was a great match, and, um, you know, wasn't bad at all. You know, they did a good thing. And uh, I guess with that being said, they also announced that night the... 
the next inductee into the Hall of Fame, Jeff Jarrett, like I mentioned before. So I might as well get into Jeffrey Leonard Jarrett. And the only reason why I know his middle name is because I'm on his Wikipedia <laughs> as we speak. My first memories of Jeff Jarrett was, I, I can't even lie and say I saw him in USWA or or Memphis because I didn't because I'm from New York and I didn't have the, that capability. Um, the first time I saw Jeff Jarrett was in WWF um, as his uh, music, uh, country music star gimmick, Double J, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. That's Double J, Ain't I Great? That was his gimmick. He was a country music star that was uh, using WWE as a stepping stone to make it big in Nashville. That was his big gimmick. Um now, uh, in terms of, of, of and I remember Jeff Jarrett doing that. He, I remember him defeating Razor Ramon, Scott Hall for the Intercontinental title at the Royal Rumble back in 95. Um, uh, you know, I remember him having the road dog as his roadie. And then him doing that song, uh, uh, My Baby Tonight. Uh, you know, it was he had some entertaining moments, but uh, it didn't really last too long. He lasted in WWE his first run, maybe two or three years. Then he went to WCW. Um, he actually became a horseman at one point. Uh, <coughs> and then he, I remember him uh, feuding with Steve Mongo McMichael, taking his wife Deborah as his manager. Um, then his first run in WCW didn't last long either. <coughs> he ended up back in WWE, I want to say, about a year later. And that's when he was doing the whole uh, NWA invasion. He was the NWA North American heavyweight champion. Him and Jim Cornette, along with the uh, Rock and Roll Express and Barry Windham, they, they were taking over WWE, trying to bring real wrestling back. That didn't last long either, uh, and eventually Jeff Jarrett ended up going back to his country music gimmick, um, and then I remember him losing a hair versus hair match to X-Pac, uh, SummerSlam 1998, and then he got his head shaved, and then that's when he changed his character to the don't piss me off jeff jarrett well he'll, he started bashing people over the head with guitars uh he took deborah as his manager from wcw brought her into wwe took her as his manager um he won multiple titles him and owen hart became the tag team champions um owen hart actually died while being jeff jarrett's partner um he was doing little things here and there as the Blue Blazer, but him and Jeff Jarrett were tag team partners at the time, and they were a pretty damn good tag team. Um, and then back in 99, Jeff Jarrett leaves the WWE again to go back to WCW, which is where he pretty much blew up, um, becoming multiple-time WCW champion, WCW United States champion, uh, just holding a whole bunch of titles. And then from there, after WCW got bought, Bought out by Vince McMahon in WWE. This is where the confusion starts for me because Vince McMahon, live on Raw television, fired Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> which is which begs the question. You know, I think this was a Triple H deal. I don't think Vince McMahon wanted. I don't know if him and and Jeff are are on speaking terms. I don't know. I, he would have to be. I would think Vince McMahon has some say of, of, of who gets into this Hall of Fame. Um, 
But uh, as as we all know, Jeff Jarrett and his father uh, founded TNA, NWA TNA. And then uh, Jeff Jarrett, just like Vince McMahon Jr. did to Vince McMahon Sr., he took over the company over his dad, took over, made it his own. You know, uh, he made himself pretty much the man in that company. Me and my, me and Izzy used to always call him the Triple H of TNA, because for years this dude was on top as champion, feuding with guys like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels and Raven and and everybody. Everybody went through Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> if you if you were somebody in TNA, um. So for years and years and years, Jeff Jarrett ran TNA, and eventually uh, Jeff Jarrett had his issues, um, so he had to let the company go. Then he tried to revamp himself, creating Global Force Wrestling, which uh, didn't really do well, and then he ended up back in TNA and then rebranded TNA into Global Force Wrestling, and then the new owners of TNA, Anthem Sports and all of them, got rid of Jeff Jarrett. Then Jeff Jarrett had a bunch of drug issues and drug problems and then ended up into the WWE paid for rehab for Jeff Jarrett, which is where he turned his life around and all this other stuff. And that's where I feel this whole, uh, you know, them asking him to be in their Hall of Fame came from. Um, and a little sidebar, he did also steal Kurt Angle's uh, first wife, um, which is ugh, a whole nother... Uh, can of worms on that one but um but yeah man as far as i'm concerned is jeff jared a hall of famer in terms of full body of work in in professional wrestling i mean <clears throat> everybody knows that the wwe hall of fame is 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 not really if you look at every other sports hall of fame when you think of the hall of fame let's say pro wrestling standards you think of Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, 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 Ric Flair, Sting, Mick Foley. Like the, these are, you know, Bruno San Martino. These are the names. You, do I think of those names? And then right under it, do I think of Jeff Jarrett? No, I don't. But I mean, <clears throat> if you look at some of the guys who are in the Hall of Fame. A lot of them don't have the resume that Jeff Jarrett has. I could sit here and name a whole bunch of them that we all know to love, that we all know and love to throw in there. Coco Beware, Nikolai Volkov. A lot of people like to say the Bushwhackers, um, uh, Bob Orton Jr., uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of guys. And, and I'll take it even further. One guy who actually trains a lot of people and has trained a bunch of Famous dudes, uh, you know, like Taz and the Dudleys and Tommy Dreamer and all that other stuff, and a lot of other guys. Look at someone like Johnny Rods. Johnny Rods was a jobber forever, forever. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, comparing a lot of these guys with someone like Jeff Jarrett's resume, at least Jeff Jarrett was world heavyweight champion on a couple on, on four occasions. You know, different companies. He was WCW heavyweight champion. He was, you know, TNA heavyweight champion, but he owned the place. But um, if you compare Jeff Jarrett's resume to a lot of those guys, I'm sure he's a Hall of Famer. 
for what he's done in in a full body of work, not just the Double J character in WWE, because if you're just going by that, then he's not a Hall of Famer at all. But uh, I do think he was a Hall of Famer caliber, but I feel it was too early for him to get in. I know of a bunch of names who probably deserve it way more than Jeff Jarrett at this point. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, congrats to Jeff, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, um, you know, for getting your life back together and for them inducting you because they do have to ask him, what what is he going to say? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So big up to Jeff Jarrett, the new inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame, along with Goldberg, the Dudleys, Ivory. Um, and let's see who else is going to be inducted into this class of the Hall of Fame. Um so, with that being said, let's get into, um, the, and, I, and I'm going to be straight up with y'all. This is going to be a short episode tonight. Um, I've been under the weather. And the thing is, uh, the reason why I haven't been able to record in a while, I've been sick. My family has been sick. We, we, we're, we surviving the flu <laughs> that's been going around, um, so I'm trying to get as much rest as possible, man. Uh, I do wake up very early to go to work. I wake up around 4 o'clock in the morning, and it's already almost 10 o'clock on this Wednesday night. <laughs> so usually, uh, you know, I'd be wide awake at this point. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty beat, and I'm still recovering. So that's why I'm a little, you know, eh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, uh for right now, before I get into my predictions for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, let's really quick get into the next edition of Jay's pay-per-view rewind really fast so we can get that and knock that out. Um, Let's get into WWF No Way Out 1998 in your house. No Way Out of Texas. Um, Let's go through the matches here. This is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania 14. So, you know, for those of you who remember this timeline, this should be pretty cool. Um, the first match, we got the Headbangers defeating the artist formerly known as Goldust and Mark Merrow with Lena and, Luna and Sable in the outside. Um, the Headbangers won the match in 13 minutes and 27 seconds. The one thing, and I literally, this is fresh in my brain because I just saw this pay-per-view literally on the network the other day. Um, it was a good tag match, and 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 the thing is, the the storyline was obviously has nothing to do with the headbangers. It was pretty much surrounding, uh, the rise of popularity of Sable and uh the eventual uh meeting between Sable and Luna in the ring that I believe it happens at WrestleMania, um, along with Mark Merrow and Goldust and all that. It, it was just pretty much the fans were so. Uh, in love with Sable, that uh, the pops that this woman would get would be unbelievable. It could have been her against anybody, and and the crowd would have went ape shit for that. <clears throat> so yeah, so that was eventually leading the the end game for this feud is uh, Sable leaving Mark Marrow. Um, next match yet for the light heavyweight title, Takamichinoku defeated Pantera in ten minutes. Um, the next match after that, you had the Godwins, Henry Godwin, Hen <laughs> Henry Godwin and Phineas Godwin defeated the Quebecers in 11 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, you had Bradshaw def defeating Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> uh, 
Jeff Jarrett, along with Jim Cornette by disqualification when all of the NWA contingent came in and started jumping on Bradshaw. Um, Ahmed Johnson, the Disciples of Apocalypse, and Ken Shamrock defeated the Nation of Domination in a War of Attrition match. Whatever that means. In 13, <laughs> in 13 minutes and 44 seconds. Um, Kane, with Paul Bear, defeated Vader in 10 minutes and 57 seconds. And after the match, Kane hit Vader over the head with a wrench and knocked him out. And in the main event, which was really fun, non-sanctioned eight-man tag team match, it was Cactus Jack, Chainsaw Charlie, a.k.a. Terry Funk, the Blackheart himself, Owen Hart, and Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated the New Age Outlaws, Savio Vega, and Triple H in 17 minutes and 37 seconds. It was a fun, fun match, fun hardcore match. Uh, nothing overly insane, but it was, it was, it was a fun match to see. <clears throat> now let's get into WCW Super Brawl 8. Um, they have one dark match. It was Ultimo Dragon defeated Shiru. And uh, it doesn't have the time here. And I didn't see that dark match because it's not on the network. So I don't know. Um, pretty much the pay-per-view started off with the WCW television title. Overall, 25 minutes um, between two matches. Booker T defeated Rick Martel to regain the WCW television title. And then he immediately had to defend it against Saturn. And defeated Saturn in 14 minutes and 23 seconds. They were really pushing Booker T as a workhorse in the singles division in, in WCW at this point. Um, Disco Inferno defeated La Parca in 11 minutes and 41 seconds. Goldberg defeated Brad Armstrong in 2 minutes and 23 seconds. This was still uh, pushing the rise of Bill Goldberg as he was just running through uh, enhancement talent and and uh, lower mid-card guys. Um, Chris Jericho defended the WCW Cruiserweight title against Juventud Guerrera in a title versus mask match. And Chris Jer Jericho defeated Juve in 13 minutes and 29 seconds. And Juventud Guerrera had to take off his mask, which is pretty much the most insulting thing to a luchador that you can do is uh, have them take off their mask. Um, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, defeated Steve Mongo McMichael in six minutes. Eh, it was eh, eh. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page defeated Chris Benoit to defend the WCW United States Championship in 15 minutes 46 seconds. Good match. That was a good match. Lex Luger defeated the Macho Man Randy Savage along with Elizabeth in a no DQ match in seven minutes. Eh, Lex Luger. What can I say? <laughs> the Outsiders. Defeated the Steiner brothers to, to regain the WCW World Tag Team Championships in 4 minutes and 16 seconds. And the reason why the match was so short is because Scott Steiner turned on his brother, attacked them, and joined the NWO. <coughs> and in the main event, they decided to do it again and uh, try to uh, fix what they did at Starcade <laughs> with that botched finish. Sting defeated Hollywood Hogan for the WCW vacated World Heavyweight Championship in 16 minutes and 33 seconds. Um, this match was okay. The only reason why it was better than the one at Starcade is because of that botch finish that they did at Starcade. But uh, other than that, the match honestly wasn't that great. Um, 
I mean, I watched both of these pay-per-views. There was some good and some bad in both. But overall, man, uh, the the main thing about the WCW pay-per-view that I liked, um, Jericho versus Hoovy was really good. Uh, Paige and Benoit was really good. Steiner joining the NWO was a big deal. And that's pretty much for me. I mean, Booker T in the beginning was good. So I guess three major things in the WCW pay-per-view. For WWE, that's tough, man. Pretty much the... I'm going to have to give... You know what, man? I'm going to have to give it to Super Bowl. Because besides Kane and Vader, and besides the main event for WWF, the rest of it was kind of eh. You know? Uh, Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to give it to Super Brawl on that one. So, uh, Super Brawl defeats No Way Out 98 in this edition of Jay's Weekend Wrestling Pod. And in the Jay's Pay-Per-View Rewind. Um, now, it's probably going to be tough for WCW and maybe if, if ECW is back for next for next month's. Because, uh, yeah, you're going up against WrestleMania 14 and I don't see anything beating that. So... <laughs> So yeah, so that was this edition of Jay's Pay-Per-View Rewind. Um, Now, before I get into the Elimination Chamber Pay-Per-View, I just want to reminisce on the Pay-Per-View that introduced us to the Elimination Chamber, and that was Survivor Series 2002. Um, I'm going to just literally walk through this whole card. I'm not going to really, you know... uh, harp on every match except for the elimination chamber because if you look at the guys who were in that chamber a bunch of freaking hall of famers man compared to you know what we got now but for the hell of it i'm gonna go through it the first match we had landstorm and william regal defeating gold dust and the hurricane um we got the dudley boys and jeff hardy defeating three minute warning and rico um obviously three minute warning uh being jamal who was uh umaga and you had Rosie, who was the older brother of Roman Reigns, who just passed away. So both members of 3-Minute Warning are no longer with us. Rest in peace to both of them. Um, Billy Kidman defeated Jamie Noble in a match for the Cruiserweight title. He won the Cruiserweight title with the Shooting Star Press. Um, Victoria defeated Trish Stratus in a women's hardcore match for the women's title uh, in seven minutes. That was a good match. Um, Los, Gore- Los Guerreros. Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Eddie Guerrero defeated Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, and Edge and Rey Mysterio in a triple threat tag team match for the WWE Tag Team Championship in 19 minutes and 25 seconds. The Big Show defeated Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship in 4 minutes and 18 seconds when Brock Lesnar's manager Paul Heyman turned on him and joined up with The Big Show. That could be something that we that we can see very, very soon. And it could be at WrestleMania. Unfortunately, it'll be Roman Reigns, but that's what could happen. <laughs> and in the main event, it's the first ever Elimination Chamber, which was brought to us uh, by Eric Bischoff in Storyline. And um, here are the guys who are in this thing. This match lasted about 40 minutes. Rob Van Dam, Booker T, Kane, Triple H, Chris Jericho, and Shawn Michaels. This was Shawn Michaels' first match, second match 
in four years, and uh, and he won it. He won the w- he won the world heavyweight championship, defeating Triple H. They were the last two. He beat him with the super kick, and this was in Madison Square Garden, and it was a great freaking match. And uh, I, I it's it, it's from two thousand two, and it still stands the test of time for me. Yeah, I mean, I could watch that match now and be like, holy shit, that was a good freaking match. You know, we've had a ton of Elimination Chamber matches since then. This one was the first one, and it's legendary. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, let's get into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view for this Sunday. Um, we have so far, these are the matches so far. You have Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Um... I'm going to give that one to Matt Hardy because Bray Wyatt has had Matt Hardy's number all this time. Um, and I think uh, I, I say the I say uh, the Woken one gets the win on this one. Um, Asuka versus Nia Jax. I'm going with Asuka. Uh, obviously, the stipulation here is if Nia Jax wins the match, she'll be added to the championship match at WrestleMania. And I think they want Asuka to have a one-on-one. So, uh, no. I don't see Nia Jax winning this. Uh, I see Asuka catching her in a submission, putting her to sleep, doing something, or making her tap somehow. Um, But I don't think Nia Jax is winning it. Then you have the first ever women's elimination chamber. You have Alexa Bliss defending the championship against Bayley, Mandy Rhodes, Mickie James, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville. (sighs) I love Alexa Bliss. I do. But Sasha Banks is going to win this. And it'll be Sasha Banks versus Asuka one-on-one at WrestleMania. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Mickie James is going to turn on Alexa Bliss and cause her to lose at some point. And I could see probably, Mickie, I could see probably Sasha Banks and Bayley as the final two. Or... Sasha Banks and Sonya Deville as the final two because I see Sonya Deville as a threat in terms of her physical prowess and her MMA background, whatever you want to call it. But I see Sasha winning this match. I see Sasha winning it, winning the belt, and defending against Asuka at WrestleMania because, quite frankly, as great as Alexa Bliss has been, she's still not as big as a name as Sasha. Just throwing it out there. So I see Sasha and Asuka at Mania. Um, Main event, Elimination Chamber for the WWE Universal to get a chance to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34. Braun Strowman versus Elias versus Finn Balor versus John Cena versus Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins versus The Miz. This is the first time that there's seven guys in the Elimination Chamber. I wonder how that's going to be. Maybe they'll add an extra pod. I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Okay. Obviously, everybody thinks they know that it's going to be Reigns and Lesnar. Again, nobody wants to see that. I definitely don't want to see that. So for the purpose of just stirring shit up. I'm going to go with Elias. The reason I'm going to go with Elias because he's a fresh face. Um, he, he His popularity is growing every week. It'll be something different. The le- I mean, I know what you're thinking. 
Elias main eventing WrestleMania. At this point, I'd rather that than Roman Reigns. I'd rather that than John Cena. I wouldn't mind Seth Rollins. That'd be my second pick. Or Finn Balor. Eh, Finn Balor, I, I feel his, his stock has, has dropped a little bit. So at this point, and they're not going to put The Miz up against Brock Lesnar. So, and Strowman, they tried it already. Yeah, it was cool. But I at this point, I want to see something different. I'm going to go with Elias. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But just doing it just to do it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Elias. I'm going to walk with Elias all the way to WrestleMania. <laughs> um. So, yeah, those are my predictions for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, I think it's going to be a good show. The Elimination Chambers are always good. Uh, uh, you know, all the, the stipulation pay-per-view pay-per-views are pretty cool. So I, I think it'll be okay. Um, now before, before I jump off this, I just want to mention the show that I'm going to be going to this Saturday night. It's going to be at the Fire Frog Stadium in Kissimmee, Florida. And it is a Lucha event. It is from New Generation Championship Wrestling. It's called The Saga Continues. Lucha Conquest. Um, from what I can see on the flyer, uh, there's a lot of names that everyone would know. Uh, I see Alberto El Patron, Alberto Del Rio. I see Carlito. I see Billy Gunn. Eli Drake. Chris Masters or Chris Mordeski, Chris Adonis, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Um, I see Mike Knox, um, and I, I see uh, uh, Santana Garrett, um, and, a, and, and a dude that I've come across that he's at, he actually wrestled, uh, a friend of mine, another independent wrestler, uh, Vince Steele. Uh, Vince Steele's not going to be on the show, but the guy who, who wrestled him a couple weeks back, um, uh, Cha-Cha Charlie, is going to be on this show as well. So for those of you who are familiar with the Florida independent scene, come down to Kissimmee this weekend, man. Firefrog Stadium. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good freaking show, man. It's the NCCW. No, I'm sorry. NGCW. New Generation Championship Wrestling. It's called The Saga Continues. You can catch the, the flyer. You can look for it on Facebook. You can go online um, at uh, epicomagazine.com. You, you can get your tickets there. Um it should be it should be a pretty cool show, man. And like I like I've always said, support your local indie scene because you'll never know who you'll see on a main roster out there somewhere. And you can say, you know what, I saw that dude, you know, back in the day, or I saw him at an indie show here. He's really good. Blah blah blah. You know, spread the word about the indies, man. Because because you know, like I said, you'll never know who you'll see. You know what I mean? And and the indies are always a good show, man. They always put on good shows for the fans. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a cool, cool show. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that was the announcement for the show that I'm going to be attending this weekend. Um, gave my predictions for the elimination chamber. Um, yeah, man. Uh, as far as I can tell, that's pretty much all I got. Um, wait, no, you know what? It. 205 Live, apparently, is now being run by Triple H. 
just like how Triple H runs NXT. And apparently, they brought in, not apparently, they did. They brought in Rockstar Spud from TNA. I forget what they named him. Something Maverick. I know his last name is Maverick. I know that. Um, he is now the general manager of 205 Live, and they're doing a tournament um, to determine who will be the new Cruiserweight champion. Obviously, Enzo Amore is not uh, around because of his problems. Um, he, he got let go by WWE. Of course, we spoke about that on the last show. Um, so they're doing a 18, was it 16 man tournament? Um, so far, Roderick Strong is, has been in it. He's on to the next round. Cedric Alexander, uh, uh, Buddy Murphy's in this tournament. A lot of guys from, from TN, from NXT is in this tournament. Uh, it has an NXT feel to it, obviously, because we now know Triple H is running 205 Live now. And the shows have been better. The shows have been pretty damn good. So, uh, and, and real quick, James Ellsworth has made his return to wrestling in the NWA. He challenged Nick Aldis, a.k.a. Magnus, for the NWA title. Was unsuccessful, but then now, Magnus has since then lost the belt to Colt Cabana. <laughs> so uh, the NWA is looking pretty interesting at this point. Um, I have no news on TNA, to be honest with you. They're losing so many people. And I know I've, I've said this before. I'm surprised TNA is still around. But uh, you know they're fighting, man. <laughs> they're 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 definitely fighting. I heard Chris Chris Adonis has left. I heard he. I think I heard Eli Drake is done. Uh, Lashley's done already. A, a lot of those guys are 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 gonna be. You know that company is on its last legs. Um, Emma made her uh, wrestling return in Ring of Honor. She's going to be a part of the Ring of Honor Women of Honor tournament to crown a Women of Honor champion. Um, I saw her debut match for Ring of Honor. It was pretty good. Um, she was in a tag match with Mandy Leon, uh, going up against Stacey Shadows and Kelly Klein. And uh, I felt she looked good. She did her thing. So big up to Emma for reinvent, you know, trying to reinvent herself and hone her craft and show WWE, you know, they could have used her. You know what I mean? Like I said, man, they could have put that girl with the iconic duo uh, and make like a little Australian women faction and really do something with that. But, you know, they 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 did what they did. Um, and real quick, one more thing. WWE has signed Mahabali Shira from from TNA. They took him. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this with me and Izzy had a conversation with, with my boy Amar about this a little while back about factions in WWE and maybe giving Jinder Mahal his own little Indian faction, you know? And I had brought this guy up, maybe bringing this guy from, from TNA. And a couple weeks later, they sign him. So maybe this is the genesis of maybe starting that uh, that Indian faction and maybe getting that rolling. Because at this point, I don't think Jinder Mahal is really doing much. I know, I think he's feuding with Randy Orton uh, and... Uh, Who's the unit? Who's the United States champion? Oh, I forget. It was Baron Corbin. I know he lost it. Um, shit, that's how you know I really don't watch SmackDown like that. <laughs> I forget who the U.S. champion is. I know uh, Randy Orton and Jinder are, are feuding with the U.S. champ at this point. Um, but 
whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for this week, man. Uh, I, I'm going to do for episode 29. I'm just I'm going to use that as a platform for the Elimination Chamber recap. Um, I don't think I'm not going to do a huge show for next week. I'll probably just do episode 29, um, recap Elimination Chamber and, and use that for that. And for episode 30, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. But uh, I have something really cool planned for episode 30. And uh, when the time comes, I'll let all of you know. And uh, I'll drop it on ya. <laughs> all right. So once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, once again, you can catch me and a lot of other cool shows on the SD Podcast channel. Check the guys out. Check out the flagship, the SD Podcast. Uh, you can check out uh, Sarasso and the Beard. You can catch um, uh, Rising Apple. You can catch a bunch of cool shows, man, on the SD Podcast channel. And your boy, Jay. <laughs> so once again, thanks, thanks everybody for listening. I'll catch y'all. I'll catch y'all on episode 29 for the Elimination Chamber recap show. Um, and like I said, I got some big plans coming up, and I'll let you guys know the news and keep y'all up to date. All right. Once again, thank you for listening. Catch y'all next time. Peace.